0: Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, You can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else. Those other places that podcasts are heard.
2: Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free Hello,
0: Chris. Damn, man, this fake ass Mountain Time got your boy fucked up.
2: So, are you are you on Mountain Time right now?
0: Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee is is Mountain Time.
2: I'm glad that we were able to scramble scramble the jets and still make it happen.
0: You know, Jason, <clears throat> I, I prioritize work unlike some people, um, so it, it's pretty easy for me to make time for you,
2: dude. Thank you. <laughs> Um so you're in nashville ten Tennessee. what yeah, do you, we're what in do you, Tennessee. what are you doing there
0: uh well uh my friend evan uh is is a manager at a hotel called the dive motel which has a pool mm-hmm. um and he he kindly offered me a penthouse so i'm in a uh i'm in a of classic american roadside motel reimagined for twenty twenty um with a <laughs> <laughs> with an excellent, excellent pool at my disposal, but the, the sun finally came out right now. So I'm gonna be doing I might actually do this podcast poolside. Would that would that be okay with
2: you? Uh yeah, that's fine. Um this can be an audio nightmare because my- <laughs> Yeah, what's going on? Why don't you tell people what's going on with you? There's there's uh there's a little construction going on um at my house this week and there will be some loud noises, unfortunately. So please, uh, please bear with us as Chris is poolside and <laughs> and I am, and you hear the sound of sawing wood and jackhammers here.
0: Not, let's not act like your house flooded. You're doing some renovating. Uh, you're doing some upgrades.
2: Hmm. Yeah, a couple months ago, um, my girlfriend de- uh, decided to remodel the kitchen, and uh, <laughs> and demolition day began yesterday. Mm. You know, so you, you, there's no good time to remodel your kitchen ever uh, that, I, that I'm learning right now.
0: That's true. And as we tackle white privilege on this podcast, I, I would just like to say that we are both shine.
2: We are both what? Say that again. Hello. You hear me? No, I lost you for a second. You, you, you said we are both shining examples of... Oh. White privilege, <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, my Asian girlfriend is remodeling her kitchen, and I also <laughs> live here.
0: <laughs> I also live here. Um,
2: um, no, no, no. But you know, it, it's it is a thing that is happening, and you know, what are you going to do? We, what are you going to do? You know, she planned it a long time ago, and this, and all the stuff arrived, and the tile, and the dirt, and the cement, and the drywall, and all that shit. And now I got five guys in in the in the house, blasting cigs. Man. I'm
0: surprised you're not you're not as a as a known handyman adjacent guy. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you're not just chipping in for the for the love of the game.
2: You know, I I did my part in the pre production, but what is going on now does not. You know, it's it's well above
0: out of, out of TJ's peg
2: rate. It's. It's so fucking. You know, I, I thought I was Mister Get Bad with a with a screwdriver until until these guys showed up. I mean, they showed up at eight a.m. and by eleven a.m., a full kitchen was just four walls.
0: I love that. I would like to get in the demo process. I always see on on um,
2: one of your room. one of your house flipping shows that you watch let, when when the depression hey, sets hey, hey, in. How's the uh, how's the protest front in Tennessee looking?
0: I think they might be over. I hasn't. I haven't heard about or seen anything. There were a few I know. Um, before I got there, uh, before I got here, um, I heard from some people. Um, they were pretty well attended. I haven't. I mean, I think that the South in general, although it's the most fucked up, it's also one of the more active. You know, it's not New York or LA, obviously, but it's it's pretty serious.
2: Mm-hmm. More active than uh, than Anchorage. Well, somewhere somewhere like Nashville and Atlanta, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. No,
0: Charleston, it might be the exception to that rule, <laughs> mm. but you yeah. know, overall, Charleston
2: uh, is the one bad apple of the South. We've we've uh, <sighs> we've declared that.
0: <sighs> That's what they call me. <laughs>
2: yeah, there was. Uh, I went to. I went to some protests over the weekend in in good old Glendale. It was. It what was. It? Um. It was. It was. He- it was pretty heavy. Really glad I went. Yeah, um heavy heavy as far as
0: tone goes or heavy atten- heavily attended.
2: I guess both. But it it was very much similar to kind of it, it really reminded me of just just Twitter in real life is what is what it is. There are there are mostly a bunch of good people, you know, all joining together and fighting for a better world and there are some religious trolls with megaphones. There are cops that are kind of standing around laughing at everyone. It's exactly everything that you see online, just just right there in front of you. But you know, oh. being around a, a group, you know, thousands of people that are all kneeling together at the same time. You know, not a single word. You you can the only thing yeah. that you hear is is the humming of a drone above you that some <laughs> fucking bro is is going to upload to his facebook either that or or you know the government is controlling that drone hopefully hopefully not the latter
0: that's um i i i yeah i participated in one of the like you know you laid out for the full you know Mm -hmm. eight eight minutes and a however seconds and it's it's um it is heavy there's no other way to describe it it really um Hammers it home in a way that I didn't. I didn't realize that would be so powerful. Let me let me put it that way.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was also proud of um, Glendale, the um, the Armenian brothers of of Glendale, really really stepping up. It was it was they, great to they see. Pull,
0: they pulled up in the four door Benzes, vaped, and just went to the protest.
2: Well, there were there were a lot of uh, um, like posts on on social media. About like you know, bro, come to Glendale, and, you know, and try looting here and see what happens. You know, that type of kind of gangster mentality going on, but it, it was everything was the exact opposite of that. It was, you know, a really really great to see like the current young generation of people just being no, I, I know, really do. Normal I re- and having a heart, it's great.
0: I, I really do think this is is. Um uh unifying in a lot of ways for people who are on the right side of it um mm-hmm. which is probably probably the the only you know uh, I mean, besides the change that will that is happening and hopefully will continue to happen i think that's the only silver lining to something like this
2: true growing pains you know um
0: but yeah i you know i don't know i've talked to some people though. i feel like things are feeling a little more pos- more positive
2: yeah, there we we can get into it when when we start our pod with our guests. But there are, you know, there have been a decent amount of you know kind of tiny victories, if you want to call them that, of of what has been going on so far, and also you know these things that have solidified any doubts that somebody might have um, in in keeping up with the pressure of of protesting and and making sure that every day. Everyone is sharing as much information as possible and you know, some small things here and there are starting to happen, so hopefully that becomes um contagious. Well, when stuff
0: works, it feels good to keep doing it, you know.
2: <sighs> Damn, bro. You we gotta get you on, onto some of these decks I'm working on because you really know how to <laughs> distill down the economy of Word.
0: Well, you know, when I think of drugs are a great example, you know, so it's it's like, you know, once it's working, you're like, yeah, let's keep doing this. You know, um, what
2: could go wrong?
0: Our ja- our guest today um, mm. is is Jack Wagner, mm-hmm. um, well known uh, from his work on the internet. Um, he's a very bright guy who really makes me chuckle. I'm like a big fan of his, actually.
2: Mm. Um, you better be could, cool, bro.
0: I could go through many of his greatest hits uh, off the dome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my personal favorite, a, a long, a, it feels so long ago, but the Silver Lake Whole Foods 365 was yeah. was, was really really a special moment, a, a simpler time.
2: That was that was also Head and Shoulders my favorite bit of uh, internet <laughs> tomfoolery. Sa- what would you call that? A, a saboteur?
0: He, yes, a saboteur. A saboteur. Yes, I think I think Jack looks at things in a very interesting way and does have a. Uh, he, he just he likes to dig deep, which I appreciate because I'm more a surface level guy.
2: Mm-hmm. So I, I
0: need I need to lean on guys like him to give me the the, the real tea, um, because mm-hmm. they've put in the work.
2: Yeah, he has he has a penchant for you know exposing things and people and situations that, uh, you know maybe of a bygone era. You know, talking to members of the of the new metal band Trapped. About them, <laughs> I don't remember why, but they were probably saying some fucked up shit online about something racist or bad or something. But you know, he'll get these people on the phone and talk to him, or or Jacob Wall, known um, you know, weird Trump supporter guy who is a child in Orange County who tries to get Democrats canceled online with fake news stories and all kinds of crazy shit. And he will get these people on who are very fascinating and most people might never want to hear from, but you know, it's, it's good to overturn that stone sometimes. And he's, uh, really he's also the host of a podcast called Yeah, But Still with our old friend, um, Brandon Wardell, who will get on here one of these days. And they're, uh, they've been doing that show for a few years and I helped them out when they were getting started and. And I've podcasted with them before, and vice versa. So it's good to good to have an old pod bro on.
0: Love a love a pod bro, professional. Um, all right, let's uh, let's give him a call. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. No. Carved it in the blood on our box. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become?
2: Senua's Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. And we're back, back Wagner. What's good, buddy?
1: What is going on, <laughs> fellas? How, how are you? I'm good. Um, feeling pretty good, vibing out here, Dave. I don't know, dude. I have a calendar at my house that uh. I I originally was keeping track of the days we were in quarantine but it's uh several months it's been several months since I've uh put a red x on that calendar I can't <laughs> yeah. believe how long it's been
0: I mean it is
1: it it's honestly though I mean I've been
0: telling Jason this because as I've been driving south it, it the the covid thing becomes less and less apparent as the further south you get um which might not surprise
1: you. No, oh, no, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all.
2: <laughs> and uh, it also becomes less and less apparent in in the world in general with every day that passes. At least it, it seems like that to me. It feels it feels canceled.
1: Yeah, dude, dudes, not to uh, not to break the fourth wall, but um, yeah, I uh, I might I might hold my mic. I you know. Before this, I I I know I'm I'm kind of like revealing the back backstage, <laughs> but I'm, i I I can't podcast without holding a mic and you guys told me, you know, please you hold guys, the mic. So you're going to oh, you're just going to I see you need it. I'm holding the mic. Yeah, like I can't. I feel like it's it's weird to be podcasting without I got it. Like you, touching the mic. You're like a
0: comedian fondling his stool. You yeah. need it
1: for your act. Kind of like skiing when you don't use poles, it's sort of like you don't really need the poles at a certain point. you're just kind of like used to holding them. Mm. thats you know that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm just I feel naked right now without a mic
2: that's, so that's fine I mean, even though you people... can't see
1: me i want the I want your <laughs> listeners to know that I am holding a mic that is not going to be plugged in
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh that i normally I don't like the fourth wall being broken down, but I'm glad you did for that remark, yeah, sure. It, it really, and also it,
1: it paints a scene. It humanizes you as a podcaster, Jack. That's true. I mean, I was shocked. You know, I offered you a mic feed, and you were like, "Get that fucking shit away from me, dude." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, you elite
1: yuppie. You elite yuppie. That's us. Yeah, yeah we're we're a little FaceTime
2: pod. we're a little more <laughs> punk, and we don't do any of that type of um, you know, that high highfalutin processing going on. Um, so yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're super lo-fi. We haven't done an episode yet. Um, <laughs> it's really not as much about.
1: It's, it's a, really a collection of short fu-
2: stories that is available for purchase. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, Jack, you, your, well, we in the last few weeks have have pivoted our podcast subject matter. You know, a decent a decent amount. And have you guys been doing the same for yours? Your your podcast, yeah, but still is already you know a little bit more politically active than than ours was.
1: Um, you know, it's funny, weird. Just me and Brandon were just debating that. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't really. Uh, we we haven't decided what the right thing to do is. I think we're both just kind of like sort of trying to figure out how to get things right. We did one episode last week where it's like. It was just a Patreon episode. We we did talk about it, but it was just us, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So like, really, it's weird because our audience is pretty like well educated and fairly woke. So it's like, you know, I, I I would feel weird. Like I I know, you know, I could probably teach people some things, like to teach like the average American some things. Mm-hmm.
3: I've,
1: but um, it would still feel weird to me, like be this kind of like white guy idiot. Like, kind of like lecturing the audience on like Mm -hmm. systematic racism when I'm, you know, I'm still learning so much all the time. But, um, yeah. At the same time, it would be weird. We've like been really conscious and maybe overly conscious of like not wanting to hit up our black friends to come on and talk about it. Yep. Um, it's, Mm -hmm. dude, I don't know. I mean, we were just like debating it an hour ago. We don't know the,
2: yeah. I mean, the the move. You, and obviously you got, you don't want to just go on and lecture people about systematic racism. Um, and you also probably don't want to just continue on business as normal, as if nothing was going on in the world, because then that would be kind of insane, but you have to kind of find somewhere in the middle.
1: Um, yeah, a little bit. And my, I want to note, I, uh, people, you know, systematic raci- racism should be discussed. I was mostly mm-hmm. just saying that like, I'm yeah. not the professor for that. Like, I'm not even. Good, I'm not good enough. Neither is Brandon Wardell. Like, nobody's looking to Brandon <laughs> Wardell as like, oh yeah, I want to hear what Brandon, <laughs> like, speak Brandon speak and Jack yourself, has Jack, to say well,
2: yeah. I, th- I think what your listeners might get out of you know, even though you have a a, a woke a woke audience of people, you know, there are probably always fans and of everything that are are less woke and could could use um, a great example of of white people having a conversation with people of color and it being a normal thing versus like, Hey, we're going to have a black person on and we're going to ask them a bunch of questions about how to be better totally. white people.
1: We're trying to do it. Um, we just need to do it the right way. Cause at I the mean, same, like we're hyper conscious of like not wanting to hit up. I mean, we'll also, cause we have a Patreon. So
3: mm-hmm.
1: honestly, that's mainly the issue. Cause we've been recording new Patreon episodes, which is like inherently monetized. So it just like, it's funky, but um, I think you know. I think we want to do something very soon. We just didn't figure out like yeah. the right way to do I it mean,
2: without. It was. It is a little tricky, and it you can go back and forth in your thought of you know what what the move is. But you know the the best way I've found is to just start going and, and dip your toe in the jacuzzi and make a few mistakes, and people will. I mean, we we obviously. Suggestions.
0: We obviously had that discussion because this podcast is not politically charged at all. Um, so it, it was a it was a pretty serious discussion for us, and I think it was more just like, well, we I, I would rather talk about this than not talk about it and have people that can teach us on the podcast because the 25 year old white bros that listen to this might want to hear it they, you know they're gonna he- they need to hear it somewhere, so why not hear it from us? It is kind sure, of the yeah. It's kind of the outlook we took. But I agree. I, I think that was my fear and, and maybe Jason's fear as well, is like, who am I? I'm I'm a fucking upper middle class white guy. No one wants to hear from my ass,
1: you know. Yeah, that's how I I'm like hyper conscious of that, maybe too conscious, where it's like I'm uh I don't want to be preachy myself. Mm-hmm. Not and I wanna be very clear. That's not to say that things shouldn't be preached and like militantly mm-hmm. changed, right? Like But it's like weird. There's like a certain tone that I think we're seeing a lot of backlash from. um, Just like, you know, like I've seen a lot of white women get in trouble where it's like talk. Like, you know, they're saying shit like you need to educate yourself and like you're putting books and shit like people Mm -hmm. like kind of like preaching in a tone as a white person. Like you're not a part of it. Right. Like I know I'm a part of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to get super preachy and like give out reading materials to my audience. When like I need them too, you know. Yeah, I, I, never, like,
0: I haven't read these yet, but you guys should read them.
1: No, I've seen that all the time. It's so weird. Like, um, my feed of like all my white friends is just like so many fucking books, and it's like, yo, know, like <laughs> you guys are all just like recommending books to each other that you're not gonna read.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just like this weird. It's a weird type of virtue signal. They i not gonna read them. I think it. You know, I think everybody means well I'm sure there are some people that are being expedient but it is strange it's like um I don't know maybe it's just like the symptom of a big boom you know where like everybody's just sharing links and stuff mm-hmm. part of part of me it feels like maybe my Instagram story feed is like just 10,000 links being shared for donations and I wonder like man I hope people are donating to these and not just sharing the links you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no I mean I, I I do well I think that's I think that's true I mean I think it's like I to me the rule of thumb should be once you donate then you're able to share the link is yeah kind of a, a way of thinking but I mean I guess every I, you know in, unless in you have mind, a lot
2: of followers
0: yeah yeah like a lot. a lot of followers mm-hmm. think, in my mind I think it's also just like everything helps right now more than hurts
1: absolutely um, I mean I've been. There's been a lot of backlash coming right now, and I, I've enjoyed it, you know, especially like, you're seeing it with like the girl boss types, um, and like, it, it's it's kind of a...
2: Yeah, I, I've seen some, some, this is the end of girl bosses. Head, yeah, headlines. well,
1: it's, the cool thing to me is that like, you know, we'll see like, some hype, I mean, there's, there's been so many girl boss types, I couldn't even name one of them that got canceled, there's been so many. But, like, they'll post some bullshit, you know, like like a book they haven't read. And then, like, and then it'll be, like, one black girl that used to work for them in the comments just being, like, hey, fuck you. Like, you know, you did this to me. And then, like, that became, that becomes, like, a huge thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I get excited when I see stuff that, like that because it's, like, a, you know, it's it's a power shift uh, that the internet's, like, supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it doesn't always do it, but it's, it's like, it's, oh,
2: yeah, you're seeing some this, real justice.
1: Well, this is one of the first times I think the internet has
0: actually, in a mass way, like been like kind of good, <laughs> or at least or at least striving for something good, versus like you know just bullshit coming from every angle. Um, so, and I, I think that's why we're seeing it. It feels so powerful because it's, it's like actually harnessed for good.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we're realizing that nobody is really safe at all.
1: Um, absolutely. So to, I guess to round that all out, like we do, we're going to do something on the podcast about it. We've already talked about it once, but, um, mm-hmm.
3: it's,
1: it's weird also cause, um, and another thing is that everything's changing by the day. So it's like, if we put out some episode based on today, it's like, there might be, it might be useless tomorrow, you know,
2: <laughs> it's like. Mm. you, you need to are- have a more evergreen attitude towards your content, my friend hmm
1: that's well, that's true, but like uh the the way the protest has been moving um yeah i mean we we talked about it on an episode uh that was recorded like May thirtieth or something, and the episode didn't come out till yesterday mm. and it was funny listening back. I was like, oh dude, like we had no idea what was gonna happen, you know
2: right, and that was that was all of a week ago,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah shit has moved very quickly yeah mm. i no, i mean i i
0: i i agree i mean it's it's moved in a like i said earlier i mean it's it's moved in the right direction at least like there's been some small victories and things have kind of become more focused i feel like yeah um, but yes it is a breakneck pace out there and i don't what is i think jack, it has you, to be i agree jack what are your thoughts on the end game like where do you see this going in a, in a not, not in a final way, but like where, where, like what the result will be, or hopefully
1: will be. Um, I mean, I'm pretty cynical with like the react, like I'm cynical in my faith in uh, government. (laughs) I mean, everybody should be, but I mean, I'm not cynical in the power of these protests. Like I think one thing that I'm just glad to see is that, you know, nobody's out there looking for our elected officials to do anything really like, like n- nobody in the streets is thinking like, Oh, Nancy Pelosi's going to fix this. Cause she's a good lady, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah, everybody no, out there is like, no, fuck all of you. Fuck all of you. And like, you're all going to have to equally change this or we're not going away. So I hope that attitude cha- uh, and sentiment continues, but, um, I guess where, where I'd like to see it versus where, I think it'll actually go. What do you? Th- was that the question?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that it's tough for people to like. What will what will satiate people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, people are are more, um, you know, just just really feeling. I think bonded together over a cause, and that's why this is working, and that's why it's <laughs> not going away. But what what will mm. like? What I guess like these small victories are not enough, like so what do you think something big could yeah, be? we we're, we're never actually-
2: gonna have a full utopian society in our life, but what is what is something that could happen where everyone would be like, Oh shit, this is like we can maybe go back to being somewhat of a normal society for a little while
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's like two big conversations happening, right, like with the police our the police in America um I would hope to, I would hope that there's like some chipping away at the militarization. I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's pretty recent that they be they turned into like this weird militia, you know? Um, yeah, and In the I last mean, we're five also years probably. Yeah, and I mean, where I would like to see, I would like to see it like no longer be like I would like to, law enforcement. To be like an irrelevant phrase, basically. I don't want them out there enforcing things. Like when I hear the word enforce, I think of an enforcer on uh, like a hockey team, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sure, sure. And it's like that's how they treat situations, you know? Um, mo- a lot of other countries aren't that way. You know, you could. I mean, they're supposed to be peace officers. And um, when you see. I don't know, I'm just like. I- I'm still kind of processing it, but even. Aside from, um, oh wow, what's that? Uh, somebody doing some sawing in there?
2: Yeah, the uh, my house is under construction right now. so... Oh boy, uh, sorry about that.
1: <laughs> no, it's all good. I was just like, whoa, what is that? Um, what was I going to say? Um,
2: you got you got excited by the saw, didn't you? Really, I know, you're was, a handyman.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, law enforcement. Yeah, I mean, it's just like weird. Like I there's very few situations where a police officer should be literally doing like an MMA style choke move on the ground <laughs> to a yeah. citizen mm-hmm. of this country. And it's, it's strange that we've all gotten used to that being acceptable at all. I mean, there's like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we should hopefully change uh, the, at the least change, like the way people uh, perceive the police police uh the reasons they should exist rather
2: mm-hmm. is to
1: uh you know protect people and not just be like you know a force like literally attacking us and fighting us on <laughs> the streets and by us, I guess I mean the citizens uh but even though i'm I'm rarely a victim of the police, you know <laughs> like, I'm mm-hmm. like oh it's almost impossible. you know it probably won't ever happen really in my lifetime
0: I heard somebody say um something really interesting that, that struck me at least. It was basically like I was a drug addict for so long and all of my friends that were black that were drug addicts had been to jail and I thought I was just lucky. But then I realized yeah, that's crazy. that I just never got arrested because of what I because I'm white. I, I was doing the same things they were doing but no one ever stopped and frisked me or pulled me over for no reason. So I was able to continue on and without any jail time,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which, which really, I mean, that hit home for me, of course, but it also just puts it all into perspective I think, in a pretty simple way. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's a lot of problems going on. Or I mean, there's a lot of things going on right now. I also think like, you know, there's a very much like an unofficial just reckoning with racism right now that is going on. I mean, we all know it. Like uh-huh. unofficial, unofficial. You mean like internally or you mean like online with
3: influencers and shit? And, like, well, I
1: mean and like, like the, the protests officially are because of George Floyd, right? Y- yes. Even though it's much, much more than that. Mm-hmm. And like I'd say like it's unofficial because there wasn't like a situation. I mean George Floyd, it has to do with racism. But now we're kind of seeing like, you know, the girl bosses being called out. Like that doesn't like directly have to do with George Floyd and the police, but it's like everything's cracked wide open right now, and we're
2: right now like finally uh, having a
1: very direct conversation about racism.
2: Edit editors of magazines are being pushed out and fired. Um, it's you know, good. People, I mean, it makes me smile. <laughs> it does, but yeah, there is there is a reckoning absolutely going on, and you know people are kind of seeing that starting off with with the police brutality and racism and and having it trickle down to canceling anyone and everyone that has, has done us wrong, you know, from, from Virgil Abloh to, you know, every reformation, (laughs) some, yeah. The person who runs reformation. I mean, I
1: obviously get excited when I see people who like deserve it, you know, and for the, for the most part, these people that are getting canceled won't like, they're not really over sadly, even if they should, you know, Mm-hmm. Um it's not it's not super easy to get rid of some of these freaks.
2: <laughs> these freaks are a tenacious bunch and they will come back.
0: I mean yeah. I think that I think that the foot is on the neck right now for sure and I think that that it's um it's yeah it's affecting everything. You know what I mean? It, it really is affecting everything. At least in in our world specifically. Like I don't know how it's affecting things for, like my parents' world, you know what I mean?
1: Well, I think it's on all of us to be you know, our fight is with our parents, really, and everybody around us. Our fight as white people, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. like that's the first people we could take on because it's like, t- to me, there's no more compromise with like, oh, that's just you know, Grandpa just you know, he says that like, oh,
2: yeah. he Uncle Rick, he
1: Uncle Rick is just like that. It's like, I, I mean, at least for me, it's like, dude, I don't give a shit if they're like that. Like I'm, they need to leave, or I'm I'm leaving. Like that's, this that's not what, happening anymore. That's one of the more interesting things I've seen
0: on TikTok. Actually, I've seen yeah, I've seen the leave kids leave fighting. Kids fighting with their parents. They just leave TikTok open, and their dad is like yelling at them from the other room. And they're like, "Fuck you, dad! You're racist." And it just goes on for like fifteen yeah. seconds. It's really interesting use of the platform, and it's also like I I, I think that too. I mean, I, I'm from the South. Jason's from Orange County. I think you're from the Midwest, right? Yeah. I mean those are probably the three places where where we have the biggest problems. Yeah. So you know I think that that work is is to be done and and I think that that um it's if it's not your parents it's your
1: uncle you know what I mean it's somebody there's always somebody that's the reality. Yeah. I mean cuz it needs to be talking but there also needs to be enforcement you know and white people really need to back <laughs> uh you know back up our Black and brown brothers and sisters here Because it's like, you know It's been a, I, I'd say like One thing now that's like pretty universal Is like you can't say the N word, hard R Right, like like that Like everybody knows you can't say it Right, mm-hmm. and why is that? Like growing up in school, why wouldn't you say it? Somebody would beat your ass if you said it, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like that's like I feel like that's what That's what like made people not Say it anymore, right? Like there's like a lot of people who think it and don't say it because they're afraid of getting their ass kicked, and um,
2: and that can't be the only reason why they're afraid of saying it.
1: Yeah, but it's also like, like we, but it's usually black people who would kick their ass, right? Like, um, I know I'm, so I'm kind saying- of making like a dumbass point, but like, like um, white people need to be the ones kicking each other's ass, yes. for a change, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it
0: shouldn't it shouldn't feel like a, a safe space for that kind of behavior just because you're around your white buddies.
2: Yeah, And, and an um, issue like that should be handled, um, you know, by a junior employee without going up to upper management.
1: Mm-hmm. It's um, I know that I'm, I'm not necessarily saying fight literally, although mm-hmm. I I also am saying fight literally,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, like. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's like, it really is on us. Um, or it's not on us, but we have to step up. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like really thinking out loud here. but um, That's good. Yeah, it's like for all those, like I don't want to see like a white person like putting out a video of like some racist person on the bus if they're not stepping in and doing something, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, that, dude, that's, why are you that's feeling... Like a, y- yeah, like, you know, the, the the likes are not the point here. Like, go fucking let them know what's going on. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and it's like, we know how the po- police treat non-white people. So it's like, I would never put that pressure on a black person, you know, to put themselves in a uh, position of danger to go, like, stand up some, like, crazy racist on the bus. If anything, just for the, you know, the chance of getting arrested for it and thrown in jail. But, like, yeah, I, I just... You know, white people can't really, um, really, really, really can't let it slide anymore. Even if it's just like situations where it's it would be awkward to say something, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think, and I think that's part of the thing that's happening now. It's it's gonna it, hopefully it's normalized to say something. You
1: know what I mean? And then that takes some of that fear away. Yeah, because um, it's like I, you know, I I say this. I guess only because it's like there's certain people that like you're just not gonna educate into mm-hmm. changing. You know, you're like really not gonna. So it's like, all right, well, if if because they won't listen either. Some people just won't listen, and you could just talk to them and talk to them and talk to them. They're not gonna listen mm-hmm. uh, to words or um, you know, because for some people, uh, facing some facing something that would say that like they were incorrect or racist, it's like. Too much for them to it's too much for them to process, so they would rather like latch on to something that says that they're right, you know? Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. Like just I'd rather be wrong than right if my ego isn't
1: bruised. Yeah, because none of these people think they're racist. I mean, to them, boomers, they aren't racist because like they already did the stuff that they think they're supposed to do, you know? They like don't openly call people the n-word and they pat themselves (laughs) on the back for it yeah like that's like their growth that's their education (laughs) like like from like the you know people who grew up in the 60s and 70s like they think it's an accomplishment that they don't say the n-word all the time yeah
0: yeah, yeah, you know Absolutely. like take it a step further maybe just take it one step further
1: yeah and there's this attitude where it's like wait like i don't hate all black people i'm not racist like so don't call me racist. You know, like they can't fathom a world where it's like like they're kind of like pout, some of those people they kind of like pout, you know. They're like, "Wait, wait, wait. Like I have to do more? I have to do more now?" Mm-hmm. But I already I already stopped saying the n-word when yeah, I was yeah, in yeah, 1975,
2: what, you know. What more can I do, guys? It's been 40 for, years. I mean, equality yeah, they, is hard work for a lot of people. I know. And people don't um, want to do any more work than they're already doing right now. Yeah, it's
1: just weird. It's like weird to, you know, when you talk to somebody like that because they do, they sound like that. And like, it it takes you a while to pick up on it, but there is like this sort of panic also that I was describing where it's like, like they do realize it, but it's scary for them to accept that, like, oh shit, there's like probably stuff I was doing and I didn't even know I was doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest problem. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? It's like that. I think that is the biggest problem. The
1: the obvious stuff is the obvious stuff, but I think
0: that the word systemic and everyone learning what that means is basically what we're talking about. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you you don't, just because you don't realize doesn't mean you're not doing it.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, there's many reasons why people aren't going to come around. So I think it's like, it just needs to be enforced. And, um, it's, it's cool to see, you know, the kids on TikTok talking to their parents and stuff, but, um, you know, parents, they might not listen. Yeah. So it's like, if they don't, then let there be consequences. Like, there have to be, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, I think that
1: – oh, man, that's,
0: that's a good point. I think you just – yeah, you got it. Like, it can't just be, like, a one-conversation thing if somebody doesn't want to listen. It needs to go yeah. beyond that. It needs to go beyond that.
1: Like, it's – the time for agree to disagree is long gone for this. Like, there's, like, you know, that should never apply to racism. <laughs> or, no I think, yeah, yeah, no,
0: yeah yeah definitely not I think agree to disagree is having a rough time right now as a thing you know what yeah. I mean I think it's I think it's I think that, that that phrase that turn of phrase is going to be retired in the in the uh, near future if not already um, mm-hmm. for this exact reason but uh, yeah I mean I think that the um, I think so what what is your take on the protest I feel like you're somebody who is is, is pretty
1: pro Pro-protest? pro protest pro pro Protests, yeah um i mean it's been inspiring it's i right now what's the date today i don't know when these will come out but it's the june 9th right now my my mood on watching it and um i mean i'm mostly just watching it uh you know i've gone to one of the la protests but um they're happening all over the country but Mm -hmm. my from watching from afar all over the country um I feel like it's in a place where it's really, really ripe to be co-opted right now by, like, brands and shit, you know? Um, even though they've tried. Brands or, like, expedient cynical actors, you know? I, dude, I saw – I wanted to talk to you about that. I saw that earlier. That shit is insane. Oh, you're talking about the literal actors.
0: Like, the it's <laughs> the I, – I don't – please explain to people because I saw this and I sent it to Jason. I was like, we have to talk to Jack about this because this is truly, like – this is like the worst possible thing that could happen for
1: this, in my opinion. Like, so one
0: of, one of.
1: So okay, um, you're just you're talking about the the new Black Panthers, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll explain that. I, oh, to complete my point from before, though, um, like I actually wasn't referring to this. I was thinking that like there's such a critical mass right now of people that I think like. It's big enough where you, it would motivate like companies and politicians and stuff to to make like cynical decisions of like, oh, that's a lot of people right now. Like, maybe it's time to pander, you know, and Mm -hmm. lie and try to like (laughs) take this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: Um, But okay, so what you're describing is like a much nuttier thing. Um, (laughs) I'll pull up the thread here. So in Atlanta, there's this picture that went super viral and it's like these young black, uh, they range from like kids to young adults. Um, I'm looking at the picture now, but they're in like all black tactical gear. They're wearing, you know, they're they're wearing outfits that resemble, you know, Black Panthers type uniforms. And um, the picture went viral saying that it was like the new Black Panther party. Uh, Mm -hmm. But then like, they've been called other things too. There's like basically the, the FBI destroyed the black Panther party as many people know. Um, and like, it's been trying to re people have tried to revive it, but it's like been problematic mm. in various ways. Um, and so there's not really like an official revival. So anyway, this went viral cause like there's like a, a like a, the girl is kind of a babe. She's carrying an AR 15, um, she has like, you know, natural hair, looking cool as shit in the front of this. She photo. she really
0: she really does look cool as shit. It's like, like a, very, it's a powerful like, it's like a very powerful image um at first glance.
1: It is. And like the Black Panthers looked cool as fuck too. I mean, like that was like mm-hmm. part of their appeal in the beginning. Um and cool as fuck and intimidating. But so basically, I've been seeing Okay, so everybody was, like, freaking out about her and, like, excited and inspired, right? But then, like, this picture came out of her, like, arm in arm with, like, a fat, white, like, no-neck cop. Like, the worst (laughs) type of, like, cop. Like, Mm -hmm. the completely bald, (laughs) no-neck type cop. and um,
2: Someone that doesn't even know that racism is a thing. Doesn't even know the word. Yeah,
1: he missed the whole boat. So... Basically, people have become suspicious of these, uh, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: like, quote-unquote, new Black Panther party. Um, And then people have been doing deep dives, and, like, apparently, like, the main ones, there's, like, four of them, they're literally actors and, like, filmmakers from Atlanta. And then, like, if you take a look at what they're wearing, it's all kind of, like, like the patch, they have like a Panther patch, but it's not actually a Black Panther patch. It's like the 81st Airborne patch, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 81st it's all, it's Airborne. all, ju-
0: it's all just a little suspicious when you get a little closer.
1: Yeah. And she has like, um, like a really cheap AR-15. And it's a 22 caliber, which is just kind of like nobody sure. would really have it for self-defense. Um,
2: for shooting squirrels.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't really, you, it would take like, 20 shots to kill somebody with a 22 caliber
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like um and so, so people think that like they were plants basically um and i don't know it's just very weird i think what sticks out to me and what you guys probably saw the only thing i commented on was um i commented on one of the posts about it saying that it's just strange that like none of their friends have stepped up because like maybe the way i think of it is like all right, worst-case scenario, it's some really fucking weird, like, stunt, right? Or, like, a, like a psyop. op <laughs> like, mm, That's what geez, people yeah. think. Or, like, the cops would plan to undercover people in there for various reasons. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know the motivation of making them, like, so front and center. but um, So that's, like, one – that's, like, do you- the full tinfoil. The other way to think of it is, like, okay, maybe these are, like yeah. – like like they're actors right so maybe they are genuine but we all know actors mm-hmm. and like can think of an actor you know could you imagine them kind of like getting a black panther costume to go to the protest you know and being <laughs> like i could see actors kind of talking to each other and being like we should start a new bl-, you know like like really trying to do it and like maybe they're genuine but they just like had some missteps right like
2: like, they'll really be able to nail their auditions now that they have some real-world experience holding a gun on the front line.
1: Or, like, like they actually tried to start a new wing of the Black Panthers, like, mm. you know, just, right. like, kind of having, like, actor brain and being like, oh, no, let's do it. Like, let's get the stuff, you know? It's <laughs> um, very <their> brain. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, like, I could see that, and it's like, the, the, you know, that doesn't mean that they're bad actors. That means they just, like, kind of goofed and would, like... But if that was the case, I would kind of see everybody's talking to them like they're like literally like cops, like snitches, like setups, like crisis actors or something, Mm -hmm. you know? So if that was the case, I would like imagine that one of their friends would come forward and talk about them like – like dude, out, like if, out them, out them you mean. Be like, "Yo, this is fucked up." Or or defend. No,
2: okay, so like This is my friend Ron. I went to high school no, with him. Yeah, He's like, not if, a Black Panther at all. He works at Subway. This is some bullshit. <laughs>
1: no. No, cuz they're already getting like shit on, right? Like everybody thinks that they're like literally police officers. It's been going for a week. So like, Jason, let's say this was like the reverse and it was you, right?
3: Mm-hmm. I like and, where like, this is
1: going. Yeah, and you weren't you clearly weren't a snitch. You weren't a fed. Like, you maybe were, like, sort of cosplaying. You got in a little overhead, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're wearing too much of a costume. I would probably, you know, as your friend, I would be responding and probably quote-tweeting me. and like, hey, I know that guy. He's not a cop. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he maybe, you know, made an aggressive choice with his outfit. (laughs) And, like, maybe he shouldn't have posed with that police officer for a picture, but he's not a cop. Like... You know, right. he's a good guy. His, he's a good
2: his, guy. Uh, like any actor, their, their desire for fame and exposure can cloud their their judgment even to the point of doing something as insane as this.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it's not... The weird thing, too, is that, like, maybe they are who they say they are, I guess. Like, it's still strange. Like, maybe they're genuine. I don't... Like, it's still it's weird that like to take a picture with the police officer, you
2: know, Mm-hmm. I mean, while you're a member of the black Panthers.
1: Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I mean like a black Panther would, that's anybody who knows anything about the black Panther party would know. That's like the one thing they wouldn't do is take a picture with a cop. Like it's like the only thing the black Panthers did a lot of things that were unusual, but like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I th- I'm pretty sure that was like the one thing you don't do right. is take a picture with a police officer, let alone a white police officer as a Black Panther. <laughs> like, I, I don't, f-
0: <sighs> all the shit, all the kneeling cops, like, like talking to the cop shit makes me fucking insane. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't believe that people are that thick, that that is like the antithesis of what is happening.
1: Well, I think people should like refresh themselves on the black panther story too um and the real story uh during this time because it it'll give everybody a good refresher of like how what what mistakes to not make during this protest you know because it's like it's easy to forget how much law enforcement will how far they'll go to infiltrate things that they view as a threat you know mm-hmm. so even though it might seem like a tinfoil hat thing of like a lot of these, you know, a lot of the people are trying to become leaders right now, like saying they're plants. That's not that crazy. Like it's really not like mm-hmm. they've, they've done much crazier things um, than fully documented, not conspiracy theory, like mm-hmm. to to shut down organizations like the black Panthers. Um, yeah. That w-
2: and that was when they were armed with the technology of 50 years ago. So now, no, absolutely. now we're in 2020 and, there are things that the government is doing to us right now that will probably, you know, make us sick to our stomach that that we'll ever, that we'll never even know about.
1: Yeah. God, I don't even want to imagine. Um, And we're white. Right. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, and you see, I've seen like smaller versions that are less insidious, but just kind of like, stupid and like maddening and it's hard when you don't have like real structured leadership in a movement um i mean this is simply too big to have like real leadership but when there's like a vacuum of leadership you see all sorts of freaks step up you know Mm -hmm. um like that one guy in new york who like secretly coordinated with the nypd to like plan a start and end time or something for one of the marches Mm-hmm. And was like, do you see that? <laughs> he was like, and then there's like video of him talking to like uh, like the precinct captain or something after the march, like walking with him. And it's um, like. Yes, 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 yes,
0: yes. And he had like a video
1: crew with him. Yeah. And it's weird because it's like nobody asked him to lead it, to be a leader. Nobody gave him permission to. And everybody at that march like would not have gone if they knew the police were down, you know. Like, that completely undoes the reason to protest mm-hmm. if the police, like, agreed to it. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. Um, I guess, like, Twitter and, um, you know, Twitter and activists are just doing their best to, like, kind of watch out for these people and shut them down. Because, um, yeah, it's like, like, movements like this do attract weird narcissists. Mm-hmm. Um that's the problem. Like, this well, I, like we've, we've talked about this and, and our guest
0: earlier this week, Gabby was kind of explaining the leadership of black lives matter, that it was kind of, it was all women. And that was like a big part of it. But so, you know, so you think this overall, this, this entire thing, um, is too big to kind of have a leader. Um, but do you think leadership would also help kind of organize a little bit? Or, or do you think it's just, it's, it's in vain?
1: Well, I think it's just like, uh, and I was not referring to Black Lives Matter. I know there's, like, leadership structure in that, but, like, yeah. in these protests, they're happening way too fast to have leaders, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, YG yeah. hosted one of the... Like, it's pretty much, like, anybody who has enough clout that wants to post, like, an address can start a protest now, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, but it's weird because the scene's so big um, that it's, like, hard to... And so new, sort of, it's like like this version of activism is, like, kind of new. So there's, like, it's hard to self-police, I, I think. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, so, you you know, there's going to be some weirdos that slip through the cracks without being noticed. Um, I mean, of course, because otherwise, like, you know, if you if that weren't the case, then everybody would probably be really paranoid of each other all the time.
0: <laughs> you know? No. Yeah, that's, that's fucking for sure. The opposite for of
1: sure. that is, like, what killed the Black Panthers. Um, it's like the police or the FBI systematically taking out the leadership and then um, sowing paranoia and distrust among the ranks. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, but, uh, that's another thing I've heard, too. Like As soon as you yeah. identify leaders in something that feels extreme, then they're just going to get they're going to be gone.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, there's a great quote and I was seeing it the other day about saying like to have inherent distrust in like anybody within civil rights that like comes and says to the Messiah and you going to lead us to the promised land, you know, basically they're like a fraud, you know, cause yeah, it's yeah. like only the collective can do that. Um, yeah. It's an interesting time. Cause like, like I was saying, like it's just when there's this many people, and it's like anybody could get up and have a big megaphone. It it can it also attract the wrong type of person.
0: Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, anything, yeah, no, anything this big. You're right; is gonna pull that kind of person in. But I think overall, it's like still for the best.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I was getting into the nuances. Yeah, we kind of like strayed because um, mm-hmm. I think. The first thing I said about the protest was that they're so big that they they might attract um, yeah. cynical forces mm-hmm. that want to manipulate. But the fact that they're that big is great. Um, I mean, it's so cool to see. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, L.A. had... Um, dude, my friends tried... like Like, the situation now is that my friends, like, tried to go to the the most recent huge protest in LA mm-hmm. and they like, we're all texting like, dude, like I don't, like, we don't know how to get there. Like, like there's nowhere to park your car even remotely close. Like, like it's so big and expanding that like we can't go, <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That like is Coachella. Yeah. yeah it's
1: Coachella. It's, no. Yeah. We would take like, like by the time you get there, it'd take, it'd be gone. You know, like, mm-hmm. well, New York and other cities are different. LA, like I can't just like make my way to West Hollywood where I live. Mm-hmm. Like um, I have to drive or do something like that. Um,
2: and parking in L.A. Oh, oh brother. Well, it's
1: just like and, and sometimes it could just be like not possible.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah. Um, but um, but that's cool. That's a good thing. It's like so fucking big, and I hope the energy keeps going.
2: I think it will, as long as everyone remains uh, unemployed. yeah yeah, Yeah, that's that's true
1: (laughs) but um
2: i think that's been a huge a huge help for everything
1: i think um if people keep up the enforcement attitude i want to see less enforcement from the police and more enforcement from the protesters you know and Mm -hmm. when they go home like we need to enforce the new system that we want to see culturally you know
0: no, I think you're hundred percent right. I think that like it talking about it is one thing and, and kind of enacting it is another thing and you and you need both sides.
1: Yeah. Um
2: Jack, I want to talk about um Antifa. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh you know, it it's it's I I think a lot of people are kind of confused or wondering how just sort of all of a sudden it became this you know the the number one terror organization in america right now um and how that's being used as a as a tool against i guess liberal people i mean anybody who supports black people
1: so funny like um i guess like you know we saw the rise of antifa kind of around like the charleston tiki torch um oh um, yeah protests like tragedy really um that really but, was a fucking tragedy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's probably, like, why most I, – I feel like mainstream America find out about Antifa around then. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the funny thing is that, like, there's no Antifa. It's just, like – it's really just, like, a way of being at a protest, right? So, like, all – like, Antifa members are just, like, whatever high school or college kid wanted to put on a black hoodie and, like, you know, a red bandana mm-hmm. and act like that, that specific day. Like I could go to a protest tomorrow and I could be Antifa. Right. right. Um, and there are some people that are like diehards, but that's like the funny thing about them wanting to ban it is like, well, what are you going to ban? There's no, no actual members. And like all those people, um, you know, like if you, if you've designated the hell's angels as a terrorist organization, mm-hmm. um, there are members on paper and people have tattoos like you can tell mm-hmm. who is a hell's angel and who is not um right. and they would you know antifa it's like you could just change the name really it's like they would have to explicitly ban like how do you
2: even it's like, it's like banning anonymous yeah right like it's pretty funny um, so when so it it i did antifa start Originally, as a as a, a a positive good thing, and that was switched into negative by the you know by propaganda. Or,
1: well, I'm no expert, but like uh, I, Antifa dates back to like the early Communist Party, and I think even like the 1930s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which I mean, it goes real, real, real far back, and I think, and there are still like real. Antifa sects that you'll see around the world. I mean, I think even, like, fighting in Syria, there's, like, militia groups. Mm-hmm. But, of course, that's, like, very different than what's going on at, like, a college campus protest, right? right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. those Antifa members were, like, you know, literal militia members with, like, AK-47s fighting
3: mm-hmm.
1: actual fascists. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think, like, the imagery... I don't really I'm like I said I'm not an expert but I feel like it's um it's not super new. Um yeah. it just became like the thing. But I think the funniest part now is like it's it's just such it's uh, the boogeyman for a lot of these people that live in small towns, you know. Mm-hmm. Um they're so scared. So I think the I think the next move is to just like make up Antifa lies um and like you know like any troublemaking kid in a small town, could like, you know, make some fake Antifa march event, and mm-hmm. get all of all of the conservatives in town scared and showing up to like the local Walmart to protect it from Antifa if they wanted to. <laughs> that's you know? definitely true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's definitely true.
1: Um, yeah, it's just the boogeyman right now. It's so funny.
2: I mean, just is it? Do people? I, I think. The people who are scared of it, do they not even know what fascism is or what that word means and why being against that is not a bad thing? Yeah,
1: it's weird. I mean, I don't even like I don't even know what I think about it too, because I don't like to get in those arguments personally where it's like, oh, it's anti fascist, so if you don't like Antifa, you must like fascists, you know, like it's like, all right, well, because I don't know, it kind of bothers me sometimes. Like people throw around Nazi too often and fascist as well.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like, it's like, all right. Oftentimes, that's that word's being used when it's just like a person you don't like, you know, or like and a, a really fucking ignorant idiot or a racist, you know. But mm-hmm. it's like, it's weird. Like <laughs> there are differences between a racist person and a Nazi. Like there are different, right. there are differences, right? Like the Nazis have very specific beliefs and they did very specific horrible things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird when like I, I I do see some arguments where it's like talking about like oh Antifa versus like the fascists and the Nazis, and really it's just like a bunch of college kids in hoodies who. Probably come from like really wealthy families, even themselves, some of them, you know, <laughs> like, and they're fighting just like weird dads who are like cosplaying as militia dudes, right? And like, <laughs> dude, it's really there's dark. Been, like <laughs> when you lay it out like this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like neither of them are either of the things. It's like you guys are both from the suburbs, almost doing like this Civil War reenactment thing in mm. like a field. Mm. Cause like, I think in this Portland, for a while, that was like having yeah. real bad like clashes, and at some point, I was just like, "Dude," where it'd be like the the anti fascists would show up to like protest the fascists, and like vice versa, and they're always just like destroying Portland. And it's like, dude, can you just like rent these guys a field and like let them fight it <laughs> yes. out? Because like
2: let them larp. just
1: yeah, they're just protesting yeah. each other. Yeah, and I'm only I'm referring to a couple of years ago. Yeah, was, I, like, I, I remember that. They're just protesting each other's protests. It's like, dude, let them play paintball or something. Cause like,
2: (laughs) this, this doesn't
1: matter. Yeah. 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 It's like, and it's like, uh, these guys aren't even the fascists. Like, like a lot you know, it's weird to call like a fat dad that it's like, like they could be real. They might be real, real shitty, you know, Mm -hmm. but they're also most likely just some like super fucking ignorant asshole that has no power. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. whereas like Steve Bannon, it's a more accurate term. He has power, right? Right. Like, he can actually enact things. Um. Yeah, it's like, that was like a weird era. Um, But I'm not against Antifa. It's just like, I don't even remember where I was going with that. That was just, <laughs> that specifically was a funny time. That's where I was going with that. Some <laughs> some stole,
2: <laughs> stolen Antifa valor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well. Well, yeah, anybody could be Antifa. That's the funny thing. It's like... Mm-hmm. And anybody can be a Nazi. I mean,
0: apparently. Um, what do you What do you think about Big Trumpito right now, bro? <laughs> it's he, truly he crossed like,
1: the line for me this morning with the with saying the seventy five year old man. Yeah, I mean, like, dude i I haven't gone on Twitter again today. Um, I saw that and it was like just too much for me to see. Also, he could can you sue a sitting president? Like you could be sued for what he said. Like,
2: I don't know. if, like you if can.
1: Um, He's he's out of control with that
0: shit though. That shit was at that. I mean, it's he's out of control with everything, but that was particularly like wild
1: boy. Like his phrasing. Like, I think he can be sued for that. Um, it might be hard to sue a sitting president, but I'd like to see it happen. I mean, dude, that poor old man, like his life will never be the same. Um, You know, oh, no, all these no, his, freaks,
3: you know, his life turned, is ruined.
1: Yeah. I mean, regardless of the injury, it's like now all of these conspiracy freaks are going to be after him. We're mm-hmm. in eternity. It's so sad.
2: Thinking that, no, that he is ruined. uh he is an Antifa plant and not to be trusted.
1: And fuck, fuck Jack from Twitter too, for like being okay with it happening. This is like, it's far beyond free speech like and also that's not protected speech like um mm-hmm. you know like i just said you could be sued for that like that's not like that's not free speech to um intentionally spread lies malicious lies about somebody
2: do you think when um, he tweets something like that he's just letting it fly off the cuff or this is all part of like a big calculated push towards something
1: I think he's has really good instincts, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it's like, I think it's like racist jazz for him, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's like hate, hate jazz. So the where guy he's just can't like, miss.
2: Freestyling.
1: Yeah, like it's, he's not thinking about it, but he's like still following the scales, you know? Like he's playing on.
2: <laughs> he's a, he's <laughs> he's a, a racist. The he's, like, sa- he's a savant of racism. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. actually a, a, a great
0: way to explain it. I mean, The tweets are fucking insane. And the fact that he hasn't, like... I mean, this is, like, unprecedented that he didn't go to, like... He didn't go to George Floyd's funeral. Like, the stuff that he's doing is truly, like, the first time any president has ever acted like this. Yeah. And it's, like, something new every day.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Dude, I'm... I'm, Nobody's an expert anymore, but, like... I don't know. I feel like he has gone too far... I, it's going to hurt him now.
0: Um, I think the Rose Garden thing and like the tear gas of the protesters to like hold up the Bible was too far for I think that's where he really stepped over the line for even the most extreme.
1: I think unless something drastically changes, like if the election was tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a lot of moderates that would maybe vote for him secretly. It's like like their kids would like disown them. If they did it, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of people like he would lose votes based on like parents who are just like, dude, I don't want to like, I won't go vote. That's Like, I think they just wouldn't vote, you know, it's like, I'm not willing to have that fight. Like,
3: mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to just hang out with my kids today and like not start a huge fight with them over this. Like, sure, because I don't really care that much anyway. Like, I think that's like, that's where he's losing right now is like the people who just like would have would skip the vote to like not have a massive Mm-hmm. Massive blowback.
2: People who uh, were maybe on the socially. fence and and were voting for Trump because of you know their tax cuts or business business incentives that were benefiting them. You know those mm-hmm. people are finally being like, all right, if I can't do this and look at my children in the eyes anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna like, I don't know how many people will convert to Biden, but like, I think there will be a no vote, a good amount of no votes at all. I think it'll be maybe the most no votes in history as far as people who
0: normally vote not voting.
1: Maybe. But dude, I've shifted like right when Bernie had the knife stabbed in his back by uh, Mm -hmm. Sneaky Pete (laughs) Ratface Pete Buttigieg. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Sneaky Pete is too good. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
1: Sneaky Pete and um, really everybody.
2: Yeah,
1: Obama holding the The puppet strings from above but you know after that like i was one of the people that was like dude fuck it like i will never vote for joe biden fuck that like um Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like i will actively fight against him he's gonna be the same i've changed
2: that's how a lot of people thought a few months ago huh
1: yeah and i mean i don't think i was wrong back then but the landscape's changed and the rules have changed where it's like i no longer like I'm not gonna be camp out there campaigning for Joe Biden, but like I'm gonna not be actively shitting on him to my audience all the time. Mm-hmm. Um I'll at, at most like sit it out. Cause it's like it's no longer I can no longer say that it's like gonna be the same thing no matter what. Like like I don't think Joe Biden's gonna bring in like this the change we're looking for at all. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, like, like what we're seeing, the escalation I've been seeing just from the Twitter, from Trump, it's like, dude, if I could if we could at least have that not happen, where he's like inciting people to go out and attack protesters
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, dude, yeah, even if we could save like a couple lives literal lives, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It's, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Literal danger now. Before it was like symbolic danger now it's like oh there are people actually getting hurt and if killed. trump
2: is out of the office lives will be spared and people will be able to go on
1: yeah and i think it's only getting worse too um
2: yeah yeah it's so like less think,
1: i mean I, I just
0: don't know if things are are it's it's gotten down to this like visceral place where it's like almost not political anymore you know what I mean? Like it, it is, of course, for some people, but I think for a lot of people, it's like this is just wrong. Like yeah. this is just fu- fucked up on like a human level. Yeah, I mean, and it, I, I think can't seeing stand by that,
2: seeing a seventy-five-year-old man get pushed to the ground by a hundred cops. You know, it, I don't care who you are, that's going to affect you. And people yeah. who are on the fence are gonna be like, I mean, I, do, I know you may be a terrible person, a racist, blah blah blah. You know, you see that, and you know that inside of you that that is just wrong, and like no one would disagree with that.
0: Yeah, well, it's the same. It's the same thing with the George Floyd. I think that's part of the reason this has been such an uprising yeah. is because people actually saw it. You know what I mean? It's not like a. It's not like a bad footage. It's like a whole video of a guy just dying before your eyes. Yeah, it's like you can't. That, that's just too powerful. Like that just that strikes something in people that goes beyond politics.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's not like, I don't know if any elected official really would give a shit like they're supposed to, you know, or do anything about this. Um, Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. And it's like, on the other hand, if I wanted to argue with myself, like if Joe Biden was president right now, do I think there would be this protest right now, um, which I consider to be good, or like, would a Joe Biden president have gotten... on TV and pacified everybody and lied I and mean, then like, we're going to do mm. something about this and then never do anything.
2: You know, that's a very, that's a very interesting angle.
1: Yeah. You know, there's two ways to look at it, mm-hmm. which is kind you know, yeah. kind of what Obama did.
2: Yeah. With, uh, um, and we were, yeah, we, yeah, for, we just, or that's kind of what almost every president does is just, give you that CBD gummy for four years and everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. And Trump is, is exposing the bad and, and the good and what we have to do.
1: Trump's giving us crushed up Adderall, baby. It's different. No. Yeah. He's giving us like, what is he giving us? I'm trying to think of the exact. He's,
2: he's, he's waking, uh, he's waking everybody up.
1: He's giving us like cocaine. That's like a hundred percent baby powder. And like maybe <laughs> a speck of cocaine, and you just like hit it, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like pissed off, like really stepped on. Really yeah, just like on. savagely stepped on. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like that or all. I mean, so are you un- a little bit or are you like
0: horrified news guy right now? I'm sorry. What was that? You kind of broke up.
2: Yeah, re- repeat that, Chris. Sorry.
1: Are you are you like hardwired news guy? Or are you giving yourself breaks, right? I um, I Jen, I'm pretty plugged in, but the news, the actual news, gets exhausting. Um, you know, like mainstream news. But I, I've, I've been hardcore plugged into, you know, the matrix, so to speak, of uh, Twitter and stuff. Like I've been spending entire days just like reading and like watching what's going on in the world. You know. Watching the live streams, but I'm trying to give myself relief a little bit.
0: Yeah, I've I've had to start taking some breaks. It's just, it's I guess also when it's all bad, it just feels even more extreme.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you guys see your explore pages healing like the like the rest of Mother Earth?
1: <laughs> Dude, people are going back to normal like a little too soon. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's definitely not. my explore page still looks the same. It's
0: like. Influencer chicks, skateboarding videos, and like cool
1: interiors. There's only like four genres of the algorithm, right?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, all, of my, so all, all of my influencer chicks have left the explore page.
1: It's crazy, dude. The algorithm, the Instagram algorithm is awful. Do you remember before it would be like kind of like shit, shit your friends liked and stuff? That was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like you I would literally have be... some organic discovery.
1: Yeah, I would see like stuff that you guys liked, um, and I would, you know, stumble across things of mm-hmm. people who have mutual interests. Literally now, it's like there's no way I'm not seeing like paparazzi photos of Justin Bieber only.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> and then I'll like right. turn that off. Like I'll do like I'm not interested, and then I'll just get like some other like a, a random TikTok girl or something, and my whole page will be that. And I'm like, who is this? And I'll turn okay. that off, and it's like. Dude, it's it's not mysterious. It's like they're just like, bar- barraging me with waves of uh, a specific person. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it is it, bad. It is it really was bad. I, Bieber and his girlfriend for a while, though,
0: or his wife. Well, I that is fine with me personally, but I understand. Really? Why every, oh, I'm a I'm a Haley Bieber stan. So really? I, why? Um. Well, for the obvious reasons, I think it's not for her insightful commentary. Sure, um, but. I I just think that they're also like them being on vacation in like a three hundred thousand dollar RV right now in Utah is some true like it's it's that's their version of like a doomsday fucking vault you know what I mean yeah that's hilarious <laughs> I, I I love I mean the way celebrities handle things like this is truly my favorite kind of entertainment
1: that's yeah like- Bieber kind of like exists in some kind of like nether world oh we we're losing you man i think oh chris and you you with the fans chris with the the party switch getting triggered
2: yeah it's a tough day in, in podcast recording world um sorry guys it's okay sorry guys don't worry um have you noticed that um wait actually no are you are you back now, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. Um, I I noticed on your podcast recently you've had some some guests, um, like Jacob Wall and and other people like that. How uh, how has that been going for you in terms of kind of reaching out or or interview? I know when you were doing that episode with Jacob, you guys were a little discussing how you're on the fence about giving him a platform. What uh, what was that process like for you?
1: Oh, well, that was the funny thing because, like, I I don't know if we we're ever actually on the fence. I know that we we're well, expecting not on the criticism. Fence. Yeah. Yo, I, yeah. Like, I, I know we are expecting criticism, but, like, to me, like, um, you know, interviewing Jacob Bull is not giving him a platform. He has a platform. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, or he has, uh, he's kind of like uh, whittled away at it by losing credibility mm-hmm. for lying, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, this is a man who's been retweeted by the president of the United States multiple times. Like <laughs> to oh, think that's
0: that, so fucked up.
1: Is to so think that. Our, yeah. To think that our Patreon gives him a platform <laughs> is like very <laughs> hilarious. Um, especially cause we're in complete control. I mean, it's one thing if you want to have a bad person on your podcast, like it's one thing if that person like works you, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like embarrasses you, you shouldn't do that. But, um, we were just like, pretty making fun of him to his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even, cl- not even like subtly, just like, dude, you're a liar. <laughs> like, your girlfriend's not real. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, there's only like a couple people that said something, but they also clearly didn't listen to the episode. Right. I don't think there's like a way you could listen to that and be like, yeah, these are these are bad guys enabling this idiot racist, you know, like right.
2: what about it? was like shitting on him. Um, but, um you know, I, I guess there are people out there who are putting quote unquote bad people on their shows. Like Joe Rogan does it a decent amount and, and just like breakfast club. will have some sus people on there.
0: Charlemagne went on Rush Limbaugh,
3: right?
2: Rush
0: That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, just, I mean, I guess him going on there is is different than him, than Rush coming on Breakfast Club. You know what I yeah. mean? In, in some ways. But like Charlemagne, no one's benefiting more right now than Charlemagne. He's really trotting himself out there. And, and I mean, getting that Joe Biden quote is crazy.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think people like and hate listening to that stuff. But, uh, and I don't know if, if giving them a platform allows them to like humanize well, it, them a little a, bit, you know? It,
0: it's kind of like what Jack, it's like, you're not going to change Rush Limbaugh's mind. Like, yeah. it's literally, he gets paid $50 million to be terrible. Like, he's not changing his mind. But like, but, but if Rush
2: Limbaugh, happen- you know, says a, f- a few sentences that some listeners find to be kind of insightful and interesting, he might, you know, convert a few people on as as newfound Rush Limbaugh fans or well, Alex Jones fans. To You guys are actually,
1: you're getting to, like, the next prong of my Jacob Wool thing is that, like, mm-hmm. And this is unique to our show, but, like, I I have uh, – anybody who thinks that, like, Jacob coming on is, a bat, is dangerous is, like, they're – that's insulting to our audience because, like, I don't – you know, I have uh, – <laughs> I know our audience pretty well. It would be different – if I hosted the Breakfast Club, it would be different. It's, like, sent out there to anybody who wants to tune in, and it's so big, and, like, you really, like – you have no sense of who's listening – Because it's so big um, that a variety of people are listening. Ours is like pretty niche, Um, so I don't think it's dangerous. Like I, if somebody's been listening to our show this whole time, like the people who would be vulnerable to Jacob Wool's tricks would have tuned out a long time ago. There's (laughs) no way they would have survived. Right? Like
2: they're just listening um, for sport at that point.
1: Yeah, and like, and we didn't even give him a chance to say anything know to lure them you
2: mm-hmm. know
3: mm-hmm.
1: so it's like it'd be way different if that wasn't the case like i i have a good sense of our audience and like who they are and i think we kind of like maintain like mm-hmm. maintain our audience a little bit like shepherds you know like i uh mm-hmm. there is a way to do that too like you know you can you, can can you give us of, some like,
2: tips please right? Yeah,
1: we, yeah we need some tips of uh of maintain of, uh,
2: how, your psychological warfare for for maintaining your audience
1: <laughs> well yeah. I remember like early on when I got a bunch of inf- Instagram followers like when there was like some shit that I just didn't like seeing happening on my page or whatever like occasionally I would um just make an example of somebody you know so it just like wouldn't happen anymore I remember like my neighbor, this is a really fucked up example, but like, I remember I had this like redneck neighbor, and like, when rabbits would eat his garden, he would shoot one and like bleed the the rabbit all over the garden, <laughs> and like, to scare the rabbits from ever coming back. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And uh, I know, right? Works so, every like, time. So that's like sometimes what you got to do with what what are your followers? <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, but uh, no, but like you know, if somebody's like being a piece of shit and if, like, if you don't want that to become normal, you have to like, Mm. just treat one of, be very harsh to one of them once, you know, and fair, harsh but fair, you know, like, make sure everybody sees Mm -hmm. and then if everybody sees, they're like, all right, I'm not going to do that, you know.
2: Right. I mean,
1: by doing, you you risk losing uh, people that listen to you or like you, you know. I mean, I think we've gotten to the
0: point also where,
1: uh, Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I mean, making an example of people, you know, that can go wrong. But if you do it well, it's quite effective. And, you know, the smart people paying attention will will take notes because the thing that everyone fears the most is, you know, somebody that they a leader publicly shaming them.
1: Yeah. Or their own leader. Yeah. um, And. It's not like I'm saying we do that on the podcast, but the podcast yes. version is like you know, we we've done so much Bernie stuff, like there's no way like like there's no conservative guys listening
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh hanging on still. Like we've not held back um with our thoughts on that. They would have I think they'd have been exhausted by that point. Sure. Um and um or bored. you know so in terms of somebody like jacob coming on and that's the thing too so one regret i do have is like the trap guy i kind of wish i like when i had the trap dude on i knew that he was like ignorant so i didn't like argue every single point he made Mm
3: -hmm. because it
1: was like i don't know maybe i don't even regret this but like it's one of those things where it's like my audience already knows what I'm gonna say, right? Like, like they're thinking what I'm thinking, pretty much, because it's like a pa- It's on our Patreon. Like, we're in mm-hmm. a Discord together. Like,
3: right.
1: when the trapped, I had the, you know, I had the guy from Trapped, who's like literally the entire internet's fighting with him right now. He doesn't have a single person on his side. Mm-hmm. And like
2: new, I just, new metal band Trapped from the early 2000s.
1: Yeah, for, was for only, those who don't know. I was the only one to talk to him. I was like DM would him I'm like, Hey man, what's up? <laughs> give
2: a voice I'm, I'm
1: like, I was like, had him on. I'm like, why are you so mad, dude? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, why are you pissed? Why are you so pissed? And like, he has talked and like, he's actually pretty more Like more chill than he acted online. And like, I still don't really know why he is that mad, but he did say some like stuff where it's like, you know, just kind of like ignorant uncle type stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't check him on everything. Um I kind of regret not checking him. I mean I I kind of wanted to I, I mean if you're not familiar with this the trap twitter like he was just like <laughs> on there every day fighting with people hard every day. And About like, what?
0: Exactly. Just anything, everything. You name anything.
1: Okay. Anything. So it's like <laughs> t- to me when I was interviewing him I was trying to get down to like I, and I didn't. I didn't find out really. Like, Were you why? Trying to
2: armchair a psychologist him?
1: A little bit. I mean, that's kind of like any good interview. You're trying to do that a little bit. So I was trying to For get sure. him to a place where I'm like, dude, like, why are you on there arguing every day with these people? Like, mm-hmm. there's no point. Like, and um. So I was not going to get caught up on like being like, well, sir, actually, right. Your your view on this is uh, incorrect. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But at the same time, it's weird to leave things unchecked. Um, but yeah, that was a weird one. Like like But that's another thing too. It's like I, I think the fact that it was a Patreon episode, it's like I know our audience and like I, I know it's like seeing your kids watch an R-rated movie, you know? It's like, look, I know I know that the kids are capable of seeing this and not having their their brains uh, mm-hmm. altered by the trapped Gaia.
3: Like confident
1: right. that my audience has the brain power to not get like brainwashed by something the singer of Trapped says on our podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Well it's also it can also just be like pure entertainment, you know. Yeah. And it's like And if there was people that do fundamentally agree with him, they're most likely not behind our paywall. And if they were, it's like, all right, I guess we'll take your money. Who's like, the joke on? <laughs> we're yeah, like a trap fan paid Um, to listen to him yeah what uh that's that's the other thing about jacob wool it's like there's no jacob wool fans anymore like mm
0: -hmm.
3: so
1: there's no like there's no profiting off of the jacob wool bump you know like
3: (laughs) literally
1: he doesn't even have fans so it's like it would be one thing if i had charlie kirk on the podcast like charlie kirk's people would probably be tuning in and like giving money it's like then i would feel bad just that'd be like dude i'm taking the I'm taking the devil's money, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's not with Jacob. But anyway, what were you saying?
2: Um, has there been anything like in the last couple of months that you've learned about interviewing or podcasting that you, that you didn't really know before?
1: Oh, dude. Well, I've learned so much technical stuff that I'm not going to say. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. No, yeah. especially
2: no technical.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're, you're going FaceTime to, uh, facetime to a rss feed direct but um uh <laughs> but, i mean it is because i'm also the producer of yeah but still so dude there's like a lot of wild technical stuff that like i'm not i don't know how, how tech savvy is your audience do you think No, nah, not nah.
2: not you think there's I, some, I'm, I'm some more creatives talk, yeah I'm, I'm more talking about the non-technical things you know, because you cause your podcast has grown to have a pretty big platform, mm-hmm. and you know, you kind of have to learn and and adjust how how you uh, broadcast what you're doing as your audience grows.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so non technical, I'd say is still like in terms of like I, I've noticed some things with like the craft of podcasting, I guess, um, and a, a major hurdle of. A major hurdle of recording a talk show mobily, I guess, is um, the instinct to when you're doing it mobily over Facetime or something like that. There's like a, a natural instinct to have it just be like a phone call, right? Like, mm-hmm. and recording episodes is like a nonstop um, fight against that instinct as a host. Because some, I mean, some podcasts can be like a phone call, but others. You don't want it to be, Mm -hmm. but um, just because, just like 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 you naturally go to that, um, especially if you know the guest a little bit, like it could easily turn into where you're just like having a phone call with the person, Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't want that, you obviously gotta stop it. But just like the fact of being on FaceTime is way different than like the formality of having a microphone, um, Mm
0: -hmm. in front of your face,
1: in front of your face, and um. I mean, that goes the opposite way, too. You lose your power a bit because, like, interviewing somebody on camera, you have a lot of power just being behind the camera. Like,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, there's
1: a lot of tricks interviewing somebody, um, just knowing that the guest is typically nervous um, and you're not.
2: You can can kind of corner them into answering questions they don't want to answer, really. Yeah, or, like... do it with a smile.
1: Yeah, and get them to talk more. Like, if you just don't, like... Like a very common tactic for interviewing somebody on camera is like if they give a short answer, you just like don't say anything. You just look at them, and they'll just start <laughs> talking again because they're confused and they're like, <laughs> people turn into like puppies in that situation um, where they want to please, you know. And they're just like, oh, I I'm doing it wrong. I need to talk more. Do you? This I fill the silence.
2: Do you consider yourself to be less of a a, a phone call style podcast fan?
1: I try. I try to. Um, mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there's well, a.
1: Well, we're kind of phone callish, but
2: yeah,
1: I try to combat it a little bit, especially if we know the guest. I try to. For us, I try to like eliminate the type of shit. I try to eliminate is where it's like two people are talking about like something that's only means it only has meaning to them. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, remember that time we went to like." You know, McDonald's. Like, yeah, that's the worst. And it's just like, and members like, kind of, yeah. It's just like, oh yeah. And there's like talking to each other. It's like, yeah, this isn't a story. This isn't a story. Like, this not going anywhere. It's just a time you guys shared, and the audience didn't. You and, know, unless it's uh, <laughs> unless
2: it's DiCaprio and Brad Pitt telling the story, nobody gives a shit.
1: Yeah, mm.
0: Jack. Thank you for joining us. Um, tell uh, tell the people where they can find you online.
1: Versace Tamagotchi on Instagram. Uh, although I don't post, I haven't been posting there that much. Uh, Jack D. Wagner on Twitter, and then um, mainly check out my podcast. Yeah, but still, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, and also we have a Patreon. Um, honestly, I'll specifically plug the Jacob Bull episode. It's pretty funny. That's probably my <laughs> the favorite. Some of my best work is behind the paywall, and that was. Um, you know, I, I feel like in many ways, I feel like. Me and Brandon have been training. All 200 episodes have been training to do that Jacob Bull episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're me and Brandon are very different people. Um, anybody that listens to the podcast knows that how different we are. But mm-hmm. then I felt like we we're two two female lions hunting hunting a gazelle in the night, uh-huh. stalking our prey together. Communicating, <laughs> communicating without words, silently—you know, telekinetically. I mean, it was really funny. Afterwards, me and Brandon were like, "Hi." Uh, I, I had came down for like two hours after that.
2: You guys went into Shaq, funny. Shaq and Kobe mode. Yeah, love and that. even
1: no, absolutely. I mean, even because yeah, obviously we were texting each other during that. It was just like so focused. But um, I mean, it's a crazy experience talking to Jacob Bull. He's like he an amazing liar. (laughs) He lies with, he lies with such confidence that it's disorienting. So it's like, it's It's weird to take him on.
2: Interesting to just see a master at work, even if it is uh, a master of evil. (laughs) It
1: kind of is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He, I mean, he, he is shitty. I mean, like no question. He was just like, we kind of felt, you know, we started feeling, questioning ourselves because he was like there was some news story that was saying that he was like doing a fundraiser for the guy who killed George Floyd. But um, I guess it, if it was even real, it's probably been shut down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like he is a piece of shit. I will say that I don't really know if he – if I know anything about Jacob Wohl, I don't know if he even did a fundraiser, you know. Like I think he just kind of like put stuff out like that and – um in many ways I think people who give him the real people who give him a platform are like the few blogs that'll like still print his press releases you know mm-hmm. even if it's to call him an idiot you know it's like you shouldn't <laughs> give him like don't give him like mainstream news coverage about his actual agenda you know
0: yeah even if it's bad oh, I see what you're saying alright well yeah. we'll listen to that um, thank you Jack and uh, stay safe out there my COVID game thanks you too thanks for having me on of course we'll talk
2: to you soon see ya later